Well, it's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord this morning. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Exodus chapter 23. Always encourage the saints to bring their paper Bibles to church. Verses 20 to 33, the title given in the New King James Version of the Bible is the angel and the promises. And it's a word delivered to a people. The word delivered to the people of God. And we know that all God's promises are yes and amen. And that the Lord is not a man that he should lie. And we take in the text today, beginning at verse 20. Behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in the way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice. Do not provoke him, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if you indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. For my angel will go before you and bring you into the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. You shall not bow down to their gods nor serve them nor do according to their works, but you shall utterly overthrow them and completely break down their sacred pillars. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. And I will fulfill the number of your days. I will send my fear before you. I will cause confusion among all the people to whom you come. And will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. I will send hornets before you, which shall drive out the Hivite and the Canaanite and the Hittite from before you. I will not drive them out from before you in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out from before you until you have increased and you inherit the land. And I will set your bounds from the Red Sea to the sea, Philistia, and from the desert to the river. For I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand, and you shall drive them out before you. You shall make no covenant that is treaty with them, nor with their gods. They shall not dwell in your land, lest they make you sin against me. For if you serve their gods, it will surely be a snare to you. The promises of God. 
the Lord our keeper, the one who prepares a place for us, an enemy to our enemies, an adversary to our adversaries. And the promise of a messenger, a sent one, that will go before us, bringing us and leading us. And there will be victory as the Lord cuts off enemy and adversary. The Lord, our healer, blessing our bread, the very bread we partake of, blessing our water, the one who takes sickness away, the one who keeps womb and land, the one who fulfills the number of our days. The Bible says, as your days, so shall your strength be. The Lord our sender, an unfamiliar title, well, it's right there in the text. I will send my fear before you. I will send hornets before you, and little by little he will drive them out from before us until we have increased and inherit the land. This, this is our God. How beautiful are the promises of the Lord. The Lord, our boundary setter. The Lord, our deliverer. The Lord who delivers the inhabitants of the land into our hands. How good it is to be on the Lord's side. <laughs> and to have the Lord on our side. Psalm 145, verse 13, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. The New Century Version, your kingdom will go on and on, and you will rule forever. The Lord will keep all his promises. He is loyal to all he has made. This is our God. The promises of the Lord are promises conditional, having conditions. Well, in the text we've read, we clearly see that concerning this set of promises, there were conditions. Responsibility on our part. Onus, duty, a charge, and a bond. You know, as a father, I may make promises without conditions. But there are certainly promises made with conditions. We break it down, Exodus 23, 20. Behold, I send an angel before you, the name of the Lord in him, 
to keep you in the way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared. And we say, yes, Lord. Lord, let it be. And here are the conditions. Beware of him and obey his voice. Do not provoke him. Obey his voice and do all that I speak. You shall not bow down to their gods nor serve them nor do according to their works, but you shall utterly overthrow them and completely break down their sacred pillars. Verse 25, the New King James Version, So you shall serve the Lord your God. Our promise is conditional. Verses 32 and 33, you shall make no covenant with them, nor with their gods. They shall not dwell in your land, lest they make you sin against me. For if you serve their gods, it will surely be a snare to you. The conditions. Obedience. The outworking of obedience. Consecration. Separation. Devotion. Loyalty. Faithfulness. Again, as a father, and any father in this house knows it to be true, we certainly may make promises without condition. But there are promises made with condition. And in these is the wisdom and keeping of the Lord, the very protection of the Lord, for He knows how rogue company and a covenant made with the likes and their gods messes with the people and becomes a snare to a people. The Lord is looking for a separated people, a consecrated people, faithful people, a loyal people, those who are obedient. That hang on every word he says and walk in accordance with all he has said. The Amplified Bible, you shall not make a covenant with them or with their gods. They shall not live in your land because they will make you sin against me. For if you serve their gods, it is certain to be a trap for you, resulting in judgment. The Living Bible, you must make no covenant with them nor have anything to do with their gods. Don't let them live among you. For I know that they will infect you with their sin of worshiping false gods. And that would be an utter disaster to you. The Voice Bible, do not make a covenant treaty with them or agree to serve their gods. They must not be allowed to live in your land. Otherwise, they will cause you to sin against me 
the only true God. If you serve their gods, you will be trapped and drawn into sin. Unholy treaties. Any living in the land that should not be living in the land. Infected and infection spreading. Caught in a trap. Lord, may we heed your warning. And may we serve you and obey you as we should. That it might go well with us. The promises of the Lord. Promise and condition are all over the pages of the Bible. Old and New Testament. Would we charge that God is obligated to keep those promises if we don't meet the conditions? Matthew 6.33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Or what of 2 Chronicles 7, 14 and 15? If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. Ask today, would we charge that God should hear from heaven and forgive and heal when there is pride and lack of prayer and seeking when there is wickedness? Should his eyes be open and his ear attent? One of the most well-known scriptures in the Bible. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What a promise. What's the condition? Belief. The Amplified Classic, for God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten unique son, so that whoever believes, believes in, that is, trusts in, clings to, relies on him, shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal, everlasting Life. Promise and condition are all over the pages of the Bible. I think of the communion service of the Lord. How precious it is. The partaking of bread and wine. 
the precious body and blood of Jesus. Serious moments, holy moments, divine ordinance in the house of the Lord. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three to 32, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. The text is so clear. The verse that has taken hold of me and has become a part of my routine my morning routine found in the text with which we began. Exodus 23, verse 25. And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. I believe this promise. I believe it with all my heart. The Lord, our healer. I must have a spirit of faith. I must believe. Every morning as I pray for the provision I'm about to partake of, I pray these words. And you shall serve the Lord your God. The condition. And it's the cry of any true believer's heart. Lord, I want to serve you. Lord, I trust I'm serving you. That life and living is honoring you. That you're receiving glory. 
no reproach to the name of Christ. What is astounding to me in the text is the change in language. And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless thy bread and thy water. And now the Lord himself speaks directly. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. The promise of the Lord. The Lord and his promise. The condition and the promise and the very voice of the promiser. It's the Lord speaking. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word. We read Exodus 15, 26. Why not couple this with that verse? For I am the Lord that healeth thee. As I sit at my table, I know and accept my place. So in need of the Lord's mercy and in need of the Lord's help, I trust I'm serving him. It's the great desire of my heart. I know that the provision I have is a gift from him, a gift from above. We must never forget this. We must never take this for granted. Concerning this promise, a piece of bread and a glass of water. You know, in light of glory, nothing more than a crumb and a minute drop of water. Is this a fitting time to remind the Lord of His promise, of this promise? A holy moment in time at the start of the day as the new day breaks. An opportunity to cry out to the Lord and to worship the Lord. An opportunity to receive from the Lord that the very bread and water we partake of would become emblems of healing. We need our mortal bodies quickened. We need unseen things dealt with. We need seen things dealt with. We need physical things dealt with, even that which we are unaware of. We need healing. Thou shalt serve the Lord thy God, and he will bless thy bread and thy water. Lord, teach me what it is to serve you. Show me. I see my table in the earth, my place of feeding. And you know it's not much. And in light of who he is, it might be likened to a place on the floor.
Matthew 15, verses 22 to 28, And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be, let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. A woman came and cried out, cried out to the Lord. A woman came and worshipped, saying, Lord, help me. Did she know the words of the psalmist? Psalm 30, verse 2, O Lord my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. It's the picture of a master at his table. There's bread on the table. And there beside him, there at his feet, a little dog. A dog waiting on the crumbs. The crumbs which fall from their master's table. You know, Jesus said to her, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Have you ever noticed the allegiance in her response? Yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. She calls him Lord. And a humble view of self. And she acknowledges him as master. His table, the table of the Lord, a little dog, loyal, a little dog in need of the master for provision, a little dog so reliant on the master, dependent and hoping and trusting, a little dog owned by the master. You know, one doesn't usually call a little dog over so to give them food from the table. Bread. But if that little dog comes and sits beside the master, waiting, hoping, 
trusting, praying, worshiping. And she said, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Bread fell from the master's table that day. Healing bread. The bread of healing. And a little dog's need was met because humble faith was present. And Jesus said, this is great faith. Is that the picture we'd paint? And label and call it great faith? I believe in the one who promised. I believe in the one who promises. And I know that every crumb I am blessed to partake of comes from him. From him come all things. One would say, I bought this bread with wages. The sweat off my brow. Is that so? The rain falls on the just and the unjust. It is the Lord who gives power to create wealth. It is only by the grace of God that our bodies can sweat. By His grace, lungs breathe and bodies function. It's because of His mercy that we can swallow. In a moment, it can all be taken away, stripped, it could all vanish. In a moment, we might become a beggar for bread. Never, ever take for granted provision. And always acknowledge the provider of it all. Provision falls from his table. Every crumb from the table land, from heaven. And thank him for the drink he sets before us. The NLV, serve the Lord your God and he will give you bread and water. And I will take sickness from among you. The NLT reads, I will protect you from illness. Might I suggest we give God a chance? Psalm 37, 25, I have been young and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. I want to encourage you this morning. The promises of God, the condition and the promise. I know that he can turn a crumb of bread and a tiny drop of water into medicine, into cure. Matthew 6, verses 9 to 11, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. We can have the worship team return today. Exodus 23, 25, And ye shall serve the Lord your God, 
and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Sickness taken away from the midst of us, from inside of us. Sickness taken away from the midst of us, from among us. F.F. Bosworth said these words, if you want to receive life and healing from God, take time to find the words of Scripture that promise these results. The living Word of God. Fathers, mothers in the house today, pray it over your children's provision. That which you, by the grace of God, set out before them. And give glory and thanks for it. And let your offspring acknowledge the provider of it all. And ye shall serve the Lord your God. He will bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Go to the table for healing. Go to the table for help. Sit at the master's side there at his feet. Further words, I have seen faith rise mountain high when the truth of God's present love and compassion begins to dawn upon the minds and hearts of the people. It is not what God can do, but what we know he yearns to do that inspires faith. Well, concerning this, perhaps we might now partake of provision in a different manner. Are we one? Are we ones that are given to the condition and the conditions? When we read things in the Word of God, when there is a condition linked to a promise, do we simply read the promise and push away the condition, ignore the condition? They're linked, they're one. When there is a condition and a promise, if we don't fulfill, if we don't take on responsibility, if we're not committed to it, obedient, Trusting and relying in the grace and mercy of God, but falling in line with what he has said. If we negate that, can we charge that God should fulfill it anyways? This might be a simple, silly example, but son, daughter, you get good grades this year. We set the mark. Here's the promise. And the kid comes with failing grades. What would you teach that child if you just gave him the promise anyways? Now, perhaps you might do that once, but can you imagine doing that every year, every school year? The kid's like, I don't need to work. I don't need to, I don't need to put in time or study at the end of the year. Mom, dad, guess what? 
I'm just going to hand me the promise anyways. That would be a foolish parent. And you would produce a foolish child. Condition and promise are all over the pages of the Bible. You say, well, that's just an Old Testament thing. We have read New Testament scriptures today. I want to encourage all of us, perhaps we need to take a look for when there is a promise, if we're hanging on a promise, clinging to a promise. Maybe there's a condition right in the living Word of God that we're missing. Or we're not giving ourselves to. We're not committing ourselves to. Remember, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. We could talk about finances here this morning. We know God's pattern concerning finances. How the blessing of the Lord falls and the blessing of the Lord comes as we're obedient and as we tithe and as we give offerings above and beyond through the generosity and as we take care of widows and orphans, the poor among us. Blessed to be a blessing. Well, Lord, you should bless me in my finances even if I don't tithe. Are you going to charge God that that should be so? You are bold. <laughs> That's reckless. The Bible is serious. It's the living Word of God. You know, when we take in God's Word, when we receive revelation that we've never known before, the Bible says we're now we're responsible for the level of revelation we've received. We receive the revelation of the Word of God. We allow it to take hold of our lives. Condition and promise. I pray that every one of us would be those that understand how they are linked, that they're one and the same. We can stand in the house today as we lift up this song, as we close here in these moments. If you need prayer for anything, prayer for healing. If you know you need to come home to the Father today, come back to the Father's table. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, today is a day of salvation. Lord, we need you. Lord, we need you. Perhaps you're always reminding the Lord of the provision you don't have. How about you start thanking him for the provision you do have? Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you.